Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and decide if we let it into our gate. I'm James. <laughs> I'm Sam. Oh. You sound so tired, James. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> How are we this week, Sam? This week. This I'm week. Good. Today. This week. Anyway. Uh, well, I'm having a good day, as I told you. Having a lovely morning. Really glad. The sun's shining. Um... Yeah, I'd had a little walk around the neighborhood. That's so gorgeous. Yeah, I'm so, it was. I'm so glad that you've been able to enjoy your day. I certainly have not. <laughs> um, I had my work Christmas party last night, so mm. I'm a little bit... Were you winners? Um... Uh, it was, the theme was come as something starting with A, mm-hmm. so obviously I went as Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. Something everyone knows. So recognizable, right? So recognizable, literally. I just wanted something low effort. Mm-hmm. And, and was it a hit? You know what? I feel like I kind of turned it. Really? <laughs> Got a lot of compliments. Did everyone no know? No one knew who it was. No, yeah. And then I was like, oh, like I'm Alex from the Arctic Punkies. And they're like, oh, I've heard of the Arctic Punkies. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't think they have a whole lot of cut through these days. No, like, no, no. If you weren't there on 2013 Tumblr, like it's yes. not really. But their new album that came out this year was actually really quite good. I really okay. enjoyed it. So Won't be listening, I don't think. No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's in our crossover, no, unfortunately. No, definitely not. Um, um, so, big news. I've seen Burns at all since oh, we last spoke. The moment that we've all been waiting <laughs> we've for. We've all been waiting for it. Um, incredible. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, I was worried because we do have different tastes sometimes. We do. Well, sometimes. <laughs> quite a bit. Sometimes. Especially when it comes to cinema. Yes, um, absolutely. But I mean, I love Call Me By Your Name. Um, oh. So I... <laughs> well, yeah, you do too, bitch. No, Everyone likes that movie. don't. I mean, I appreciate it, but that's, I think that's just my own internal trauma and stuff. So that's fun. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, it really, I, I didn't know anything about it. As you know, I wanted to go in blind. Um, how did you go with that? Because I feel like not knowing, like you obviously knew it was about like cannibals. Yes, yeah. But yeah. like, yeah. Um, I really liked it. I mean, I, I had an idea that it was like this coming of age thing. Mm. Um but yeah, that's all I really knew. I, I thought it was so beautiful. Like it was such a gorgeous, I mean, the gore was a bit much, like I did have to look away at some parts. Oh really? I thought it was yes. fine. Are you kidding me? I thought it was fine. <laughs> that was great. It was a lot. Um, I think the thing about it, it wasn't like the visuals. I feel like the sound design, especially yeah. of like the biting the and the chewing and that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I could handle that. It's just. I mean, the opening scene, we won't spoil anything on, the on opening this episode. Scene it's fantastic. Really fucking good. It's it's honestly brilliant. Like, from that moment, like, I was, like, mouth open. Like, oh, my God, this Literally. is going to be great. And Taylor Russell is just... That is that whole, the lead? The lead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's great. That whole cast was really not a weak link. It was no. quite a small cast, but every... Um, Timmy... What's Su- Sully's name? Mark Rylance? Mark Rylance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, He's um, kind of a weird... Like, it was so weird when he won the Oscar that year. Yeah, Um, that was... (laughs) um, But I feel like this role really suited him. He Mm. seems like a bit of a... He seems like that in real life. Like a bit of a creep. (laughs) Not that he, like, does all that, but, like, I don't know. (laughs) Come come back to Sully. But, yeah, I thought it was just such a... um, sensitive and um 
like I don't know I haven't seen a movie like that in a in a while that that really it's kind of like subtle and about like the the intricacies of of her coming of age yeah. I guess and, and it's so like metaphors on metaphors and it's so like <laughs> but yeah I mean that's you can you can take it for, for so much more than it actually is and there's so many ways that you can go about it yeah like, I mean the eating thing becomes um not not really a I don't know, but by halfway through the movie, I'm, I was kind of just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, that, not that I'm going to eat anything. I just mean it's it kind of becomes quite normal. Like, <laughs> it becomes normal in the context of the film. And like, yes, it's gross, but it's, you know, it's really just about being understood by another person on this really deep, beautiful level. Literally. Um, yeah, it, it blew me away. It's, I... I did um, recommend it to some friends. They said, um, oh, we like we might go and see Black Panther tonight. And I was like, don't see Black don't Panther. See Black go Panther. and see Bones and all. Which, looking back, I probably should have gotten the clue of them wanting to see Black Panther that maybe Bones and all wouldn't be a good substitute for that because very, very different movies. Yeah. Um, two of my friends went and saw it last night and um, one of them was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like it. Yes. They're very you. Yeah, my friends <laughs> Derogatory. did not enjoy the movie. They found it very scary. One and of my friends fell asleep during it. So. <laughs> I mean, I was in this unenviable position where I was having to defend the film um, and try to explain that it's not really about eating and no. um, cannibalism and all that. It's, it's really about love. It's a love and story. It's, it's a, a coming it, of age story. It's I mean, a road it, movie. It's about it is. It's ten so things many things. It's, I didn't even find it scary. I just found it... No, um, and that's the thing. Like I was t- trying to describe it and my friend was like, is it like a horror movie? And I was like, no, no, no. It's like, it's, it's yeah. not. It's like, got gore, but it's... But that's not... It's not scary. No, absolutely. But there's, there's I mean, there's one character who's quite creepy, but I mean... I mean... The, there was the, a few characters, like the Michael Stolberg, who I oh did not God. recognize yes. until... I was like, he looks very familiar. Yeah. Who is that man? He kind of looks like Joaquin. Fruit. And yeah. then I was like... It's Joaquin Phoenix. I was like, hold on. <laughs> um, It's a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 10 things before it's a, a, a horror movie yeah. or um, anything like that. Uh, but uh, let me just say a certain scene in a cornfield. Oh, <laughs> the way I'm still thinking about it. She was rooting through those cornfields. I was like, hurry up, hurry up, get there. We need to see more. We, we need, need to see, see more. more. Um, but but yeah, yeah, love the movie. I'm interested to see... Um, Look, I hate talking about the Oscars, but I'm interested to see how it will do. Very interested. I don't know. It didn't... I don't think it got much at Indie Spirits or anything. Right. But I don't know if it was... Like, eligible. ...released. Yeah. Yeah, So it might not not. have been eligible at the time. Um, No, but it premiered at Venna. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, Yeah. I I think, yeah, two leads were great. Everyone's great. Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend the movie. Chloe Sevigny. We didn't talk about Chloe Sevigny. Well, I feel like that's a bit of a spoiler. Um, Everyone knows that Chloe Seven years in it. Well, I didn't. Oh. Well, Chloe Seven years in it. <laughs> um, maybe I'll cut that out. I don't no, know. I'll leave it in. Leave it in. It's been out for like a week now. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm sensitive to the viewers. I feel like the people, if you're going to like... Yeah, anyway. Anyway. It's been anyway, out for a week. Yeah. Um, I also watched 
uh, The Post this week, oh. which we'd, been, we'd mentioned the other week and it, it kind of inspired me to watch it again. Um, now that movie... That's, that's the film. <laughs> one of the best of all time, oh. I would say. For those of you who don't know, The Post is um, like this journalism movie starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, directed yeah. by Steven Spielberg. Actually, it's an all-star cast. It's like Bob Odenkirk. Um... Who, uh, oh, uh, Sarah um, Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Oh my God, Tracy Letts. Yeah. Alison, Carrie Coon. Yes, all the all the stars. I mean, the cast is. And there's ridiculous. an incredible um, an actress of stage and screen, Jesse Mueller, Tony Award winning Jesse Mueller. Sure, yes. <laughs> Just have to have to get, have to get, get my get it out of your system. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a good movie. Everyone needs to watch The Post. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on something I can't remember. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. Absolutely. I um, also... It also um, sort of sets it up for a sequel at the end, the which I forgot about the first time. Um, oh. Because I don't know if you remember, but it's like... The movie, like, ends, and then it's like Meryl and Tom Hanks, like, walking off into the distance. And Meryl's like, I hope I never have to do this again. And then it cuts to, like, Watergate happening. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they were, like, involved in the reporting of Watergate. So yeah. I'm like, well, where's the sequel? The post two, two post two periods. <laughs> I, yeah, so if you're listening, Stephen, get to work on the post two. Get because to work. we want to see it. And only he can do it. Um, well, yes. yes. Yeah. He's the only one. He's the only one. Um, I saw two very pretentious films. I, what a um, surprise. So first of all, I took my housemates to see Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. on... Wednesday, a movie I will never watch. It is probably one of my favorite films. After like mm-hmm. a second watch, I'm like, no, this is incredible. Sure, they both hated it. It was about yes. 20 minutes in that I realized that I'd made a foul decision. I could have told you that you yeah. did, and then <laughs> and yeah, but then they were stuck in the cinema, so they couldn't leave. Very you got him. T- very tense car ride home. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> How is it a long film? It is a two and a half hour film. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love it. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw, as I briefly mentioned last week, I went to saw Bardo, mm-hmm. which I was genuinely kind of. I'd heard very mixed reviews about it going in. Yes. Because you know it's just like long and pretentious and like it's about an artist's struggle I mean that's exactly the movie that you love exactly I loved it I was like genuinely very surprised at all the negative reviews because I was like it's very indulgent but it works really well right it's gorgeously shot who shot it do you know um I'm not 100% sure but it was directed by um Alejandro Gonzalez in your reader who did um Birdman Birdman The Revenant um the cinematographer was Darius Conji. He did oh, yeah. Seven, Uncut Gems. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, really liked it. Like, okay. I was very surprised. It didn't feel very long. <clears throat> it kind of flew by. And it's sort of the Aster, which is always great. Right. And it was really nice to see it on a big screen. So, I think it's still playing. So Good for you. Any of, any of the film pretentious girlies <laughs> want to go see Barter? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'll be seeing it. No, I don't think you will be. I don't think you will I, be. I like to just stick to sort of movies in my lane. Mm. I, I mean, like to stick to movies. I like to stick to films. <laughs> we won't get into it. Um, speaking, speaking of, of films. <laughs> well, there's two incredible trailers that came out this week. Oh. That we just watched. Well, three. Three. Well, you talk about yours and then I will, the big reveal. Well, I um, was very interested in the Transformers trailer that came out. Um, that's like, 
I mean, I'm not like a Transformers fan. I am a fan of the movie Bumblebee. I mean, that's because of Hayley Steinfeld. Yes, because it stars Hayley Steinfeld. Um, And I think John Cena. Um, But I mean, it's the Hayley Steinfeld show. I mean, if you haven't seen Bumblebee, watch that movie. I have Um, not. I will. You haven't? I have not seen Bumblebee. Oh, my God. I mean, it... It has a, um, I mean, you're talking about Oscar-nominated actress Hayley Steinfeld yeah. and you haven't seen it. Anyway, we won't get into it. It's giving Marvel movie, anyway. I mean, she's in a Marvel movie, isn't she? Um, she's in that show, mm-hmm. um, Hawkeye or something. I uh, really tried to watch it because it's got Vera Farmiga and Hayley Steinfeld. And Florence is in it as Yes, well. Florence. Yeah. But I was like, even that couldn't get me to do it. Is that the one where Elaine joined MCU? <laughs> I think it is. Oh, no, that was the Captain America one because that was also one I watched because um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in it. And I hated it. Like, I hated every episode. I was like, where's Elaine? Where's Elaine, Elaine? MCU. <laughs> um, wait, what was it? Oh, Bumblebee. You have to watch Bumblebee because it is it's um uh, it, there's a sequence that involves a dive um diving into water that is incredible and it stuck with me forever okay, um, okay. So highly but anyway the new transformers trailer came out and it's like i don't know there's like transformers that are like animals, animals. yeah and then well it got my attention because there's like in the opening there's like a monkey transformer that can like talk i don't know um <laughs> So, I mean, that seems interesting to me. I'm sure it'll be terrible. I, I'm, I don't think I'll be joining you for that one. But, you know. <laughs> oh, come on now. Well, I've never seen a Transformer. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not missing much. But I remember that one of them came out on my birthday when I was, like, 11. So right. I was going to go see it because maybe birthday. my birthday. birthday. Serendipity, yeah. And I said, no, thank you. No. And uh, also the Indiana trailer for the new Indiana Jones came out. Looks mm-hmm. right. Looks I fun. I've also not seen an Indiana Jones. Yeah, I know, that is crazy I've, to me. It's weird. I have like such a black, a blind spot of like older cinema, like, um, like, like big, like eighties blockbusters and stuff. Yeah. Like I've never seen Star Wars. I've never what? seen an Indiana Jones, all that fun stuff. That's but weird. I'm getting there. I'm getting back into You're it. So I'll probably... I mean, Indiana Jones is great. There's a lot of fun. Those yeah, movies. Yeah. Kate Blanchett's in one of them. In the oh new yeah. One, she's in. bad, uh, isn't it? I don't know. She's in number four, which is, um, not good, but it's. I, I'm a defender of that movie. Okay. I mean, that will probably surprise no one. Okay. Um, and I mean, she gives a great performance. She's doing oh, the Russian when accent. When doesn't she? When doesn't she? Um, um, we have to briefly mention the last trailer. Um, are you familiar with the, the film Cocaine Bear? Oh, yes. I did watch that trailer. Um, looks all right. I mean... Are you kidding me? It looks fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, it seems a bit kind of like it's meant to be a meme, you know what yeah. I mean? C- calling it cocaine bear. And it is directed by Elizabeth Banks, who hasn't got the best track record in terms no. of directing films. Well, of course, Charlie's Angels. Apparently she took good. a lot of inspiration from Sam Raimi. So okay. hopefully I'm, it will be giving. I'm listening. The trailer looks good. It, I it made a good trailer. It. it looks quite camp and silly. Yeah, it looks like just like dudes being dudes yeah. having a fun time. And Margot Martindale being Margot Mar- Martindale. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Margot Martindale. Um, she looks great at it. I mean, it looks like she gets killed Carrie from Russell's the trailer. in it as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's an American's reunion. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, yeah, when's that come out? February or something? Yeah, February 24th I think. Right. Yeah. I, I'll probably see it. Yeah. yeah. So on my brother's birthday, I might take him to see it. That could be cute. Mm, John okay. would love that. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I'll come. Yes. Um, the Howe family. Um, and then also, 
I'm very excited for next week. We'll have a lot to chat about next week because um, seeing the best movie ever made, Zodiac, in cinemas on Friday. Uh, um, now that's a film. That is a film. I, I, I don't want to just be giving out recommendations nonstop on this podcast, but Zodiac's also a really good movie that everyone should watch. Um, I have another recommendation um, because I, I, it's not a, <laughs> we it's haven't not given a film enough. for once. It's not a film for once. Um, it kind of ties into one of our earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. I have been rereading The Hunger Games. <laughs> it has taken over my life. I rereading The Hunger Games. I have smashed through the first two and I'm on to Mockingjay. Everything's going <laughs> off and I will be reading The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes as well. Yes. So, um, but, so. We haven't spoken about The Hunger Games enough. Oh. And so the next thing I want to bring up Next, next weekend is that um, we'll be going to an advanced screening of the new Puss in Boots we will movie which has been getting absolute rave raves. reviews <laughs> I mean it's not something I would ever really see but honestly the reviews have been out of this world yeah and I mean gotta go for our girls Olivia Coleman and Florence Pugh Florence Pugh absolutely yeah um, so I I'm gonna watch I started watching the first Puss in Boots um, late last night because I'd never seen it oh wonderful um, how many Puss in Boots are there well, there's just, this is the, this is number two that's coming oh, out. Oh, wonderful. And so the original Puss in Boots came out in 2011. Oh, wow. So they've really taken their time with the mm. sequel. Well, apparently it's, it's we'll, paid off. We'll find out. We'll find out next week. Find out what? If it's paid off. Oh, right. <laughs> the time. We will. I mean, yeah, I can't wait. Um, see, we can do it. We really can do it all in this podcast. Okay. Um, we can do David Lynch and we can do Puss in Boots. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, wait, did David Lynch direct Zodiac? No, um, Mulholland Drive. <gasps> right, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, hold on. Because we're going to be doing a do- like a double picture of Puss in Boots and Zodiac. Yeah, oh, right, right, And I was right. like, hold no, on, David Fincher. Fincher. Yeah. Yes. I knew, um, I knew that, but it just wasn't clicking in my brain. Um, no, I, I feel like David Fincher is more of the kind of makes populist yeah. cinema um, as opposed to David Lynch who's for the esoteric girls that I have no uh, interest in talking uh, to that's me <laughs> I that's also me. just I also like um, dipped my toe into Letterboxd this week which I have Why? always said I hated Letterboxd wait so you made an account um yeah <laughs> um, which and you I, didn't like, follow me no I mean I I don't want to follow anyone on Letterboxd I only want to like just have it to keep, keep track of like what I'm what seeing saying, yeah. um because I don't want to know what anyone thinks of any other films. Like, that's so... Like, because I'm like, I know what movies are good. Like, I don't care what, like, my friends... <laughs> I sound really horrible. But, like, like I don't want to read your, like, two-star review of a movie that I love or whatever. <laughs> like, it'll just make me mad. Yeah. I don't know why people use this app because... How could it not just make you angry? I like it. I find it's like interesting to have almost like discussions and like see what people think. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if you can tell for the last 20 minutes we've been speaking about movies, but I love talking about films. So I mean, I, like, I do, but it's like, can you like reply to a letterbox review? You can you comment and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so bad. Well, I don't really post it for like comments and stuff. I just kind of like, I want to just like write something about everything that I say like a little sure like it's not that deep but yeah but I'm like keep that to yourself <laughs> me someone with a podcast who just talks about movies I'm like keep it to keep yourself, yourself. <laughs> keep it to yourself I prefer a more one-sided um mm. I prefer to just sort of talk at people with yeah. no response absolutely absolutely but I don't know the whole concept and like I honestly think just look I'm gonna sound like an old man but like I think this culture of like 
people who are so obsessed about their letterbox and they get out of a movie and they're like so quick to like give it a star rating and write a review. I'm like, stop. Oh, it annoys no. the I'm shit out like of me. A, I'm not like an immediate. I love to, I like, I feel like I need to sit with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just this obsession with giving things a rating and ranking it and like, I don't know. It's like, it's not how you're supposed to watch movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I sound like such a cunt, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, even the, the idea of giving a film a star rating is like so off to me. Mm. I'm like, unless you're like Roger Ebert, um, God I, rest I'm his soul. the Roger Ebert of North Could I Am. Don't, don't even <laughs> say that. Uh, I, I'm like, unless you're him, like, I don't care about your star rating <laughs> of a film. <laughs> sorry. I just really have to get that on my chest. <laughs> Um, not well, to not to start off negatively, but um, well, if we haven't spoken about film enough, uh, <laughs> topic for the week. Oh, we've I'm, got a good one. I love a groovy, a very topic. groovy, a very shagadelic, shagadelic baby. This yeah. week we're talking. <laughs> we're talking about the wonderful film series of Austin, Austin Powers, Powers um, International Man, Man of Mystery. Mystery. Um, what do you think of Austin Powers? Oh, I have such a soft spot for Austin Powers. It was very much um, something that me and my brother watched a lot, like, growing up. I think yes. we just, like, had the DVDs and, like, we would just watch it all the time. It was... Especially the gold member. Yes. It was yes. probably gold member, The Spy Who Shies Me, and then Austin <laughs> Powers 1 was probably the least in the rotation. Interesting. Yeah. I had sort of the same experience as a kid, loved the movies, yeah. and same thing, would watch Goldmember all the time. Yeah. Um, I think... And I was thinking about that because, I mean, they're very, like... Um, they're not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think don't a know. lot of it kind of just flies over. Yeah. I mean, I think I just liked it because it's, like, very silly and, yeah. like, it's, you know... Character, big characters yeah. and like stupid humor. And Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, I, yeah, I, I doubt I would have got any of the humor that's not like the fart jokes and yeah, everything. Literally. You know what I mean? Like that's all that appealed to me there. Um, so you loved it as a kid. Oh, I loved it as a child. I did. <laughs> had I you th- sort of revisited it until recently, um, or had you just kind of put it in a drawer? I kind of like Goldmember, especially has a, a lot of just like in my brain like it's of there course. like my brother and I like might mention it every once in a while like something stupid <laughs> and but I probably hadn't watched them for years right but in the lead up to the pod I you've been watching I rewatched. I have they're, they're very I mean I wanted to talk about Austin Powers because they're fascinating to me the, oh. the movies are fascinating to me I mean it's um we don't really comedies like that aren't really made anymore I, I feel like no. since then really mm. um, and I mean Mike Myers did like um, you know the cat in the hat and like the love guru after those films <sighs> which, love guru. which I think both Foul tanked <laughs> I haven't seen the love guru but that was the movie that kind of killed his career yeah literally um, yeah I mean we don't really and, but but at the time I guess they were big it was like you know Jim Carrey was big yeah, and like, um, uh, like Anchorman yeah like, it was all these big kind of character people who had done a lot of skit yeah, comedy. Yeah, SNL. Because Mike Myers yeah. was on SNL. Yes. Carol was on SNL. Yeah, everyone yeah. loved these comedies. Do you when SNL was good? Sorry? Sorry? Just side note. Do you remember when SNL was good? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've never really partaken. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're fascinating films. And, and the fact that they're so... They're huge cultu- culturally. Like oh, absolutely. Everyone, it's still... Austin Powers is still referenced in shit. 
to this mm. day. Literally. Uh, I mean, I, and it's it's still such in the... It's 20 years ago now. Yeah. But they're still in the public consciousness. Absolutely. Um, certainly in mine. Like, yes. I'm quoting it every single day of my life. Sam <laughs> has a marvellous Austin Powers poster in his bathroom. Of course, yes. I mean, it's it's actually a really beautiful poster. It's yeah. like, from the first movie, it's Austin, and there's, like, all the fembots in pink around him. Um it's it's so like aesthetically pleasing yeah, to me. Yeah, it's I gorgeous. Think it's, it's really gorgeous. And I think I, I I even though I said that Austin Powers is like still in the public consciousness, I still don't think we talk about it enough. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I like, think everyone has like a knowledge of it, and it's yes. there, and but it's not used enough. We no need one's to, watching it. No right? watching I'm the only one. Literally. I'm the only one. I these movies are very. I mean, they became very special to me because I. This is the first time I had, the first time I had COVID, which was like February, I think this year. I was like, I was living at home. I was miserable in my room, like isolating. And it was the weekend. They had that like Melbourne Pride thing. Um, like the first the time. The street they, festival. Yeah, like the street oh. festival. So, and I was like so filthy that I was missing it. So I was like, oh. I need to do something for myself. Um, so I just got like viciously stoned, watched Austin Powers and it changed everything for me. Like, I was like, these are the funniest movies maybe ever made. Like, Truly. <laughs> and you know what? It's like, there's just joke after joke. It's so punchy. It's, it's like 30 Rock. It's just bang, 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 yes. bang. It's, I just want to track kind of the progress, like the progression of the story in Austin okay. Powers. So the first movie... I mean, if you're not familiar, you should be. But if you're not... Um, if you're not familiar, pause the podcast. <laughs> and quickly watch all three. They're, they're, a, they're a quick little watch. A quick 90 minutes. I, yeah, 90 minutes. Yeah. I watched them... Smashed them out. ...yesterday while I was working from home. Had it on. It was great. <laughs> Shouldn't say that, James. You're working hard. Oh, uh, working hard. No, I'm a great multitasker. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's what your boss would have wanted. Absolutely. Um, so, the, I mean, the concept is that um, Austin Powers, his arch nemesis, Dr. Evil is cryogenically frozen. Um, and then so Austin also is frozen until the time that Dr. Evil resurfaces. So Austin can be there to, um, to, to you fight know. him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when does he come out? It's the nineties. The nineties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like so present day. For present the films. day. Yeah. So, so he's from the sixties, right? Yeah. The swing and sixties. Yeah. And he's in the nineties. So we're getting kind of like a fish out of water narrative. Yeah. Um, it's very like, it's, Almost a Captain America. Yes, yes. It's um the the greatest joke for me in the film is when um Doctor Evil also wakes up and all of his plans involve things that have already happened. Like yeah. when he's like, "We're going to create a cheating scandal within with the Prince Charles," <laughs> and then create a hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. And also the the one of my favorite running jokes through the series because because it gets to the point where number three is basically all just the running jokes yeah um is that how number two has like made the business completely completely yeah. legitimate and yeah. it's like just running it as a business and yeah. they like invest in starbucks early and become rich but then dr evil is just wanting to like be evil yeah. and fuck everything up well, he didn't um, go to evil medical school for all that time not to be yes oh. exactly to be a doctor um but i mean re-watching it what i really appreciate about it is that it's very kind of um look don't laugh but it's, it's experimental in the way that it uses like the medium of film in ways that like 
Like, I'm thinking of, um, I mean, this is lightly, but the part where, um, they're in Vegas and they're like, do you remember? Oh, they're like, yeah. It's like, it's like very sixties. It's like the, like, yeah. Um, the black background and the, the lights and the, yeah, it's just fading lights in and stuff <laughs> and the, the, like the casino names and all yeah. that. And it's got the, the Babacarac in the background. Yes. Oh. It's very stupid. And then, um, like when you get to um, like number three, there's that joke with like the subtitles. I think they're speaking Japanese. And yes. then, <laughs> um, you know, the parts of the screen are like, you know, whites or black. Yeah. So it's like, you can't see the full subtitle. Yeah. Um, Shiitake mushroom. Yes. yes. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, I, I think they're very inventive in their jokes and the mm-hmm. humor. Um, and the character of Austin and all of it. I think it, it could be quite grating, but they keep it at a level that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, somehow it works. Like, yeah. it really, like, could not work. I mean, because it's got, it's got a, a good combination of, like, this very big, stupid, silly humour, but then it's also got these quite subtle... Like, like um, the fact that the movie's clearly shot in LA, oh. <laughs> but they say it's... Britain and like he's driving what's on what's clearly the LA mountainside and but they just put a red phone box there <laughs> to make it like and there was a line in the second like, movie where he was literally like it's isn't it amazing how much countryside England looks like a Los Angeles highway it's genius um so the first movie I didn't know this but um it it was I mean, because I always thought they were just kind of a hit out the gate. They were huge. Um, the first movie, budget $16.5 million. Mm-hmm. I've done my research here. Beautiful. Um, you might be able to hear my cat eating food in the background, by the way. <laughs> Apologies for that. He's having a snack right now. Um, and so it made $67 million at the box office. Um, On a $16 million. Yeah, $16 million. So, so it was a hit, but um, not huge. Like, it apparently kind of... Picked up on it was on VHS and stuff. Yeah, and like it, it, reruns on TV. Box office kind of was been and gone, and then it became this really big hit on, yeah, home media. Um, apparently because it had special features on the VCR was oh. and which was something that wasn't really done. So if you got to the end, you could watch like deleted scenes and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so it became this sort of sleeper hit, this kind of cult movie. Yeah, to the point where the second one. They, which is um, the spy who shagged me. Yeah. Um, that really stepped things up. That's when it, it became, you know, the huge, like that movie, they doubled the budget, 33 mil. It made $312 million. Jesus. Which is insane. insane. And I mean, it, I, and I was kind of looking into how it became such a, I mean, because they are funny. Yeah. But like the idea of a movie like that, one getting a budget like that and then performing that well that at the box well. office is yeah. is it would never ever happen today. No, absolutely. Um, not. At the time, it so number two came out against um, Star Wars. Oh my god! Which Star Wars Episode One and everyone like all the other distributors moved their movies. They're like, we're not going up against Star Wars because that's insane. Yeah. They did have a month um, gap between releases, but still like Star Wars obviously is just going to collect every box office. They had a, I don't know if you've seen it, but they, Austin Powers had a trailer that was like in the style of Star Wars. Have you seen this? (gasps) Yes, they have. Yeah. It's like Dr. Evil. And you hear like the Darth Vader voice and you think you're like on some ship, but then it turns around and it's Dr. Evil. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that was one of the most popular trailers that that big sort of became viral before viral, viral was yeah. a thing like everyone was talking about it because it's Doctor Who and then it switches to this like you know the stupid Austin yeah. Powers it's it's quite a funny reveal yeah um and there's the line of like if you see one movie this this summer see Star Wars but if you see two see Austin Powers Incredible. which is such a good um, available and it's a great introduction to like the humor of the of the series definitely um so that was a hit um they had promotion everywhere like austin powers himself had a few sort of brand deals oh really um he didn't add for milk um which way it, it was a uh, it's you like know they got of, milk milk mustache one or yeah he had a milk mustache and the the tagline was milk keeps milk keeps my bones strong so i can keep my mojo working overtime oh, oh behave behave <laughs> Um, they also, there was like all of these tie-ins, like, um, you know, Virgin Atlantic, like the yeah. airline, they renamed one of their planes, the Shaglantic, <laughs> um, which is incredible. Um, almost a nod to Austin's jet. Literally. Um, in the film, his colorful jet. Oh. And, um, there was a, Cadbury Schweppes had a, a tie-in of, um, uh, cocktail mixes called the Shagadelic Shakers. Oh. So it seems like, I mean, I was, um, what? I think it was 99, this movie, right? Yeah. So I was one year, one year old. Um, I wish that I sort of... Was rem- around for it. Yeah, I, I wish it. I remembered. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I'm still thankful I was born at the right time to appreciate Austin Powers. Yeah. Um, because looking at it, there's apparently, I mean, I'm not really on TikTok, but apparently a lot of it, like a few of the sounds and stuff go viral from... Oh, really? Yeah, so I guess okay. kids these days are interested... As they should be. It's yeah, as excellent set of films. I don't know if they then the kids make, are all right. The kids are all right. I don't know if these kids then make the leap to actually mm. watch the movie. Yeah. But as long as it's kind of sticking around, I'm glad. Um, but a big part of the promo, um, Ms. Madonna. Ah. <laughs> Beautiful Stranger won a great song. Number one, she yes. was just off, just coming off Ray of Light the year after that, her reinvention mm-hmm. after like the, f- not flop, but like the controversy of like erotica and sex. And then it was right. bedtime stories, which didn't do as well. Then she came back and she dropped Ray of Light and everything changed. Everything she was changed. Back, she was back on top. She was at the so, top of her game. She said, what am I going to do next? Austin Powers. Powers. I mean, it's a match made in heaven if you think of it. Yeah, like two sex positive icons. Yeah, two famously horny people. Literally. Um, and it is actually a really good song. It's so good. <laughs> I watched. Well, uh, there's like a needle drop in the movie actually, yes. and it actually goes pretty well. Um, of course. But and then I've just been listening to it. Like I watched the video <laughs> clip, which is basically an Austin Powers like mini sequel. Oh yeah, directed by. Uh, was it Brett Ratner did that? Maybe. It was a famous director. I can't remember. Um, Yeah, the video is great. And like, I I remember reading something where they were saying how um, like her and Mike Myers just work together so well because she's like so up for anything and he's so quick and like, um, you know, can they, they just had this great dynamic on set. (laughs) That would Which, be such an interesting vibe to observe. Oh I really my god, to. to be a fly on the wall on the on the beautiful Stranger music video uh, set. A f- heaven. A fly heaven. in the Shaguar, let me tell you. Um, what do you think of um, 
between first movie and second movie, um, do you think it's better, worse? I bravely am going to say I think the second movie is a bit better. I agree. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, I just think, like, the budget is great. Yep. I think... The budget's great. The budget, like, the budget <laughs> really, the like... budget. <laughs> <laughs> love the budget. The budget was up. Um, so they were able to just do a bit more. And yeah. I think it's, like... Austin Powell's one is so good because it's, like, it's pretty contained. Yes. But then sequel it really just like well this is blows the world open this is where we get introduced to the time travel um elements that become quite big i don't like time travel it gives me a headache it really yes. i start thinking about it too much and it makes me go cross-eyed baby um, <laughs> i mean i remember when i was watching this stone it i think it was so difficult for me to understand um, the dynamics of the time travel and it is actually quite simple i mean it's a comedy movie but for some reason i just could absolutely not grasp what was happening well, in yeah, the Yeah, because there's that bit where they're like, um, Austin's like starting to question it. And he's like, oh, well, if I go back in time, but I've been frozen, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I've gone cross-eyed, baby. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yes, and they sort of and say- And then they literally direct address the audience. Well, Basil Basil is Basil like, Exposition? Basil Exposition. He's like, don't worry about it, Austin. It's not that deep, basically. <laughs> and then he looks at the, the audience and he's like, you guys too, just come along for the ride. Incredible stuff. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's such a. Um, I, I I love the because the first one we don't get to see Austin in his element because mm. we go straight to the nineties. So this one it's great because we get to back see back to the sixties. Yeah, back to the sixties. So like sixties London, that aesthetic is so gorgeous. It's great. The set design's fantastic. Literally. Like Austin's pad, is so colorful, oh. and like we've got all these extras, multiple dance sequences. Literally, um, I just think like. Ugh. So gorgeous. It's unheard of. And also, mm-hmm. I would... Last night in Soho, once, what Austin Powers has. God, I'd love to see Anya Taylor-Joy in an Austin Powers movie. She would, would eat. be great. She would eat. But the time travel becomes quite integral to the Austin Powers. I mean, I guess the first one, I wouldn't really call it time travel. I mean, I, in a way, but um, the time yeah. travel machine is quite oh, big. yes. And there's a lot of moving parts in this. My my favourite joke in this movie, um, it's it's quite... It's the subtle one, but it's when Austin Powers... Sorry, Dr. Evil comes out of the time machine, sees that number two is like hot now because he's played by Rob Lowe. Yeah. And then turns, he's like, and Frau, you're you look- right. <laughs> because she looks old still. <laughs> For the some reason, same. that just kills me every single she time. She's probably one of my favorite characters. She's incredible. She's so good in it. Ralph is not. Oh, <laughs> just. Love the globe. <laughs> <laughs> it's um I I didn't know she wasn't German. I found that out. No, she's just a... She's just a incredible actress. I always get her confused with Rhea Perlman, who because she she's not married to Danny DeVito. Who? Rhea Perlman is, but the I woman who her. plays Frau looks like Rhea Perlman. Right. Yeah. Sure. Mindy Sterling, Mindy Sterling. Yeah. And I always think that they're the same person, but they're not. Right. <laughs> um also didn't realize until my rewatch that Jennifer Coolidge has a cameo. Did you catch Jennifer that? Jennifer Coolidge, Woody Harrelson has yes. a cameo. Um, that is another thing, actually, where I I find it, um, the, you know, the, it's not really experimental, but it's like playing with the format of film where it's that joke where oh, they yeah. are Looks finishing. Like a big old wiener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that kind of cutting, like that's really funny. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. Also, second movie, the introduction of Mini-Me, of course. Ah. Uh. Great performance. Cultural reset. <laughs> Cultural reset. It's, um, I mean, look, we have, the, the films are very problematic. Oh, they're, 
is a lot that we can extremely just dated. Even, Very dated. Even for the time, I think it, it would have been, you know, offensive. Austin Powers is literally like a sex pest. Like, let's... Yes. Um, oh, well, I mean, that part of it I don't think is, you know, quote-unquote problematic because he's, you know, quite clearly... I mean, we don't need to say, but it's parodying James Bond. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's the joke of James Bond being like... Yeah. Just fucking everyone. So yeah. it's like, let's just... You know, and that's to, what Austin to, his, to his credit, I will say that it's that one line in... I think in the, in the first movie, he's out with Vanessa and they're like having a good time and then they get home and they go to bed and she's like trying to have sex with him and he's like, no, babe, like you're drunk. <laughs> yes. So. It is kind of the bare minimum, but... Yeah, um, it is the bare minimum, but, you know... Not a rapist. He's a horny baby, but he's a, <laughs> he's a smart horny baby. Yes. No, but I mean, it, problematic in terms of like... There's a lot of race stuff. I mean, Will Ferrell is fully blackface. Yeah, um, pretty bad. And then there's uh, in Goldmember. There's like the um, Japanese twins for yeah. me and for you. Yeah. Um, and of course, like Vern Troyer. Um, I mean, he seemed obviously up for it, but yeah. like the whole there's a lot of jokes about him being like almost an animal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but I you know I think. Obviously, he would have been fine with it. Yeah. Like, and it, it's still very iconic. Oh, absolutely. R.I.P. King. Yeah, rest in peace. I yeah. was reading something um, because I was sort of reading about the uh, if there was going to be a fourth movie. And in the Wikipedia article, it says something like, um, like Vern Troyer um, killed himself, which precluded him from reprising his role as <laughs> Mini Me in Austin Powers 4. <laughs> I'm like, did that really need to be said? Very aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think I think I got that I from know, the suicide. Sad. Um, yeah, it is sad. Mm. Um, yeah, because it is an incredible performance. He's very funny in it. Um, and so Austin Powers two. Um, the spy who shagged me. The spy who shagged me. A controversial title, even. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go and say that I think so obviously each film has a different companion like, oh, a, yeah. like a Bond yep. girl so number one we've got um, Vanessa Kensington played yes. by Liz Hurley mm-hmm. number two um, Felicity Shagwell played yes. by Heather Graham she's so good in it I and then number three is Foxy Cleopatra played by Beyonce no other than Beyonce I I'm going to go out on a limit and say, I think Heather Graham is the best companion. I Felicity agree. Shagwell, because they really match each other's energy really yeah. well. And um, she's, it's quite a, um, like warm performance. Even. Yeah. You get a really great sense of her character. I mean, they're pretty clear about how the women in the films are, uh, uh, they're like the Bond women. It's like, yeah. they're quite like not there. It's yeah. just kind of, um, part of the gag. Service, yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's quite a compelling, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Character. She's a very, like a really compelling screen presence in general. Yeah. Like, she does. And really, like, I think it's those eyes. They're just, those you want to like, where is she these days? I don't know. Doing like the hangover six, probably. Oh, well, we did that Tony, but let's chat about gold member. Uh, chat about the film that I think most people think probably, of when they think of Austin yeah. powers, because again, um, they, they doubled the budget again, sixty-three oh. million. Again, killed at the box office, two ninety-six million. Didn't quite touch um, number two, no. but um, still huge. Huge. Um, and from the opening, you can tell this is uh, you know leveled up even further. Yeah, I mean, the opening is like a sort of a we movie within talk a movie. About- each opening because each opening is so iconic of oh, each film. Absolutely. The the first the opening of the first one is everything. Just <laughs> Austin walking around London and that fucking It's so funny. <laughs> 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 
and to have this really sort of well choreographed dance sequence. Oh, it's um, so it's hilarious. So- and the fact that Austin is like like got you know ugly teeth and he's like uh, not that attractive but there's hordes of women chasing after literally. him it's so silly but it's so good and then and number two is so we have the prologue almost where we find out so he marries Vanessa yes. at the end of the first one and she's a fembot he's a fembot oh. the woman who told me all about monogamy <laughs> is a fembot all along and, and Basil like, exhibition just to be like I'm we single. knew all along <laughs> so then he's in this hotel in Vegas, running around naked, yeah, and it's just like covered by like the the titles and yes, stuff. The it's so joke. good, and and, then it, and even that you're they're sort of telling you it's a level up movie because oh, we're not on the the Warner Brothers backlot anymore. We're no. in a hotel. There's that sequence with the synchronized swimmers. Yes, and, and then he out of the comes water. out of the water dry, like so rises good. up. See, uh, that's more just um, using yeah. the medium of cinema, uh, uh, and then. <laughs> And then number, number three, three. We're, see- we're seeing like a movie within a movie. So, um, so it's a high action Austin car Pussy, chase. It's Austin called. Pussy. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom as, Cruise playing uh, Austin Powers. Yes. Um, Gwyneth, Gwyneth as, playing um, Dixie Normas. Dixie Normas. Um, Kevin Spacey <laughs> as Dr. Evil. Yes. <laughs> and then um, Danny DeVito is Danny Mini Me with the gun and the cigar. So good. And then, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, the reveal at the end. As wants to do. And then, of course, then breaks down in a dance. Yes, Secrets. and then Britney's in it. Britney, Quincy Jones. Yes, because <laughs> Boys, another iconic soundtrack moment. What is? Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, so I don't love Goldmember. Um, I think, I mean, it has got some of those... Uh, I, I think it lacks a lot of the inventiveness of the first two. It mostly just rides oh, on the recurring like, jokes. Yeah. Um, it does have some sort of inspired things, like, as I the said, Nathan that thing. Nathan Lane cameo. That is so funny. That is so funny. Yeah, when he's talking as... So he's sitting in front. <laughs> so him and Beyonce are sitting back to back. And she's talking. She's talking and he's lip syncing. Yes. And talking to Austin. And he's yes. like, sorry, who are you? And he's like, it's me. Basically a patch And <laughs> Nathan Lane is just giving his little he's queening out. Queening out. Um, that's a good one. The, the subtitle joke I mentioned before. That, um, and also the part where um, him and his dad are like speaking British. And it's like subtitled <laughs> because they're just saying nonsense. Um, that's a good one. But I mean, overall... Um, yeah, it's mostly just the recurring jokes that do get a bit tired the third time around. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of fun. It, it's, um, of course, Beyonce's film debut. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, the making of a legend there. Is it her first film? It is, yeah. Um, Didn't she do Carmen a hip-hopera? Sorry? I thought that was first. Um, she did um, Carmen a hip-hopera. Sure. Um, <laughs> An adaptation of Carmen the Opera, but they made it a hip opera. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, she's so funny in it. Um, and for her first film, like, yeah. she's such a. Um, and uh, look, I'm not just saying that because she's Beyonce. Like, she's the Beyonce that we know now, but oh, it's absolutely. genuinely a very. Um, yeah, she's like funny. She's up for all the gags. Um, and I feel like I think it's a good um, yes. Carmen Hip Hopper came first. Sorry, right? <laughs> Did to... anyone see that movie? Um, yeah. Well, it was a TV <laughs> film. I think it so, was what? It was a TV film. Right. So apologies. Okay. Um, no, I th- the thing about Beyonce is she is um, not the best actress, and I think <laughs> leaning into a comedy, yeah, really like she's got so much to work with, yeah, and. 
I think she said that like she had just a really great time on set. Yeah, and, she had like, fun. It's I mean it doesn't de- demand much um no. you know dramatic acting skills no. but um yeah yeah you can and just she got tell. a little musical number like goal member song yeah and there was another song i can't remember she did for it um check it out it's out. yeah okay, yeah out. that one um which is a lot of fun and at the time she kind of almost adopted that she tried to have that foxy cleopatra look for a bit mm. with the afro and that yeah. um throwback kind of aesthetic yeah um it's so funny watching that video because it's Beyonce and she's just doing her thing. She's bringing. It was just. I think she was still with Destiny's Child at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the video. She's like doing her gorgeous Beyonce thing. She's mm. wearing these gorgeous outfits. She's singing this incredible song. But then it's like cut with, um, like scenes from the movie. It's <laughs> such a bizarre. Like you're literally seeing Fat Bastard on screen. Um, <laughs> In a Fat Beyonce. Bastard. We haven't even brought him up. Oh, <laughs> that is that man. <laughs> That he man. makes me ill. <laughs> it's, he ain't um, a baby. It's a lot. It's a, Fat Bastard is a lot. R.I.P. Um, fat Bastard, you would have loved Mother! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Wait, why Mother? Don't they eat the baby? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a niche reference, that one. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's kind of the beginnings of Shrek, in a way. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> um, which was, of course, the... Get in my belly! The next project that Mike Myers um attached to. Oh, um, do you? I, I mean, oh, there's also the mole joke in. Um, mole, 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 mole. Which we all love. Uh, that that was another thing as a kid. I thought was like the oh, funniest thing. Me and my brother and my mom and dad just yelling mole at each other all the time. But again, the sort of subtlety of it, where he's like, the guy's like, I realize there's a mole on my face, and us goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretending not to know it is. God. Um, I was reading sort of if there should, because there's been rumors sort of nonstop since this movie came out that yeah. there'd be a fourth movie. Yeah. Um, like every few years, it seems to come up. Mike Myers will say something. Yeah. Um, or Jay Roach or whoever. Um, look, as, as, as soon as this year, he's been sort of saying um, oh, he really? wants to do another one. I think, I don't know. I wonder if it would work. Yeah, I don't know how well it would go down in yeah. a twenty twenty two. Well, I I don't think they'd be doing all the same humor. No, but but it's also the fact that obviously they're parroting James Bond, but James Bond has now become this gritty um, series. It's not this camp thing that, yeah. that's very easy to make a fun of. Austin Powers reboot. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be great. I mean, there's still a lot of humor to be found. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if... You, have you seen, like, the modern day James Bonds? No. Really? No. Oh, I'm finding out so much about you. It's fascinating. I know. So um, much that I just simply haven't seen. Yeah. Um, there's Sam Mendes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, in... in I mean, the... Look, spoiler alert for Austin Powers, but there's, the big real gold member is that Austin and Dr. Evil are, in fact, brothers. Of course. Um, which also happens in um one of the james bonds i think it's spectre like it's the big reveal is oh. that blofeld who who dr evil's based off is yeah. the brother of james bond oh my god so i'm like did no one think of that i don't know it's like a bit on the nose for me <laughs> so i guess it's just the the enduring impact of austin powers incredible really but uh yeah, I, w- I, I do want another one. I will say that. I'd be I want seated. another one. I'd be seated. I feel like it'll be like a fucking Netflix, like, uh, It probably would. I don't know if I don't know if a would, studio would, like... People would drag themselves to the cinemas yeah. to... Well, 
Maybe. I don't know. I definitely... I think it... I mean, it's something that I would want to see in a cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love another movie. They... Of course, I don't know if you've seen the GM ad where um, Mike Myers reprised the role of Dr. Evil. Yes. You have. have. And yes, of course, yes, Frau. Um, yes. And uh, number two as... as Rob no. Lowe and, and Seth Green. And, yeah. Um, they're all in it. Seth Green is so toasty. <laughs> you think so? Yes, especially in number two, I think. When he has like that blue hair. Mm. And it's very like... And that was like... He's peak. very he in that. Yeah, very he <laughs> in that. And um, that was like when he was on Buffy as well. Uh, right. Love. Finding out so much about you this episode. Seth Cross and Seth Green, the heart film. Well, question... Um, would you have sex with Austin Powers? I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, would you shag Austin Powers? I was thinking if Austin Powers were made today, he would be bisexual. Well, yes. Well, okay, we'll stop avoiding. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to say what. <laughs> <laughs> It's um yeah, I mean Austin today would totally be um sexually fluid and yeah. um I would really love to see him in 2022 because I-, I think he'd be very open-minded. Oh and- yeah, Jed is a cronstruck, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um because as he says, like back from the 60s where everyone's, you know, swing in 60s, baby. Doesn't matter what you got down there, as long as we can have a good time, baby. Yeah. The only people that wear condoms are sailors, as oh, he says. <laughs> I, they should get me in the room for Austin Powers for let me tell I you. Mean, I mean, I'd love to be in it. <laughs> but would you have sex with Austin Powers? Um, yeah, absolutely. He'd without doubt. Great route, I reckon. Oh yeah, well, of course, canonically is a great route. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, he's pretty <laughs> he is handsome. I'll yeah. Apart from the teeth, um the teeth well, are obviously an issue. In the first one, Vanessa gives him toothpaste. And oh, like, yeah. yeah. But they're still, um, you know. They're still very British. <laughs> and I have an aversion to British people in general. Oh, uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> um, being Irish and all. But uh, uh, I would. Yeah, I think he would win me over. Yeah. <laughs> you too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. He's just, um, it's just about that confidence, I guess. That's the thing, isn't it? That's and of thing. course he's got his mojo. Oh. Um, like I fear I'd be like one of those fembots, my head exploding. Literally. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's such a good sequence. Oh, literally. Um, so Austin Powers. The soundtracks are so good, just by the way. Like Yeah. Uh, what, what's on the third one other than Beyonce? Um, oh well, the second one has Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, I love Burt Baccarat. <laughs> oh I'm, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a 70-year-old woman. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bud Baccarat. <laughs> what do you get when... I, every time I think of that, I think of um, when Maya Rudolph played Dion Warwick in Kimmy Schmidt. And she's like... Oh, I never saw... I'm sitting in a song by Mr. Bud Baccarat. <laughs> like, it's, it's so stupid. I didn't know that happens. Oh, it's it's really good. I have to watch. Are you not familiar? Oh, we've got... We've With, got would you say Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Yeah, I watched maybe the first mm. and then just... I mean, the whole Native American storyline on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. about problematic. I mean, <laughs> Tina Fey is nothing but not a racist. woman. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'll stick to Austin Powers. Yeah. Famously non-problematic text. Non-problematic, um, non-racist. So, Austin, is he coming in the gate? I mean, Ooh. we've got three films to kind of, um, to, to determine. Um... 
he <laughs> Austin is a queer icon. Um, so are we are we deciding if Austin Powers inter- the the man yeah, the international the man, man of mystery himself is in our gay? Um, let's do the individual films and then let's do the man. Okay, if he's okay. himself is coming. In. Okay. Um, the first movie, I think yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, but I think it should be. Um, I think it changed everything. Started it all. Started it all. Um, I don't know what you think of it. I think we could let it in. I think it's like, where would we be without it? You know, where would we started be? Started it all. Started it all. Hang on. Let me um, just open the gate. I'm just walking over. <laughs> oh, come on in. Come on in. It's an international man of mystery. Come on through. Come through, baby. Yeah. The spy who shagged me. Oh, that's in. That's the best one. Like, it's, without a doubt. With that, like the '60s aesthetic alone, I'm like, it's yes. In. The production values, the comedy, yeah, all of it. Um, let me just walk back over and open the gate. <laughs> it's in. <laughs> it's made it through. Oh, thank God. Gold member. Um, so obviously disappointing from the last two, um, does have a good Beyonce performance. Um, it is like, even though number one started at all, I feel like gold <laughs> member was like the first one that I watched and I really like have a lot of like fond childhood memories of like watching it. Of course. And it's, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's nostalgic, but I'm going to say, I don't think it should be in there because mm-hmm. I don't think it's. The best of the best. No. Um, and it doesn't um, it doesn't really add anything new. But Beyonce. Yeah, but, I mean, it's notable for the fact that she, what she did after the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, it's not incredible because yeah. she's in it. Yeah. Um, You're right. So we're going to. I think we're going to leave Goldmember at the door. Sorry. Sorry, Goldmember. Sorry, Goldmember. I love gold. <laughs> um, and now Austin Powers. As a national man. man of mystery the, the himself. Man himself. Um, so to look at him, um, I mean, he's funny, he's charming. Um, I think he would be quite open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would um, sort of love, I think he would fit in really well in queer spaces. Yeah, he'd get along really well with Susan. <laughs> Susan Boyle, yes. And um, the Hunger Games films in there. The first two. Yes. Um, what do you think? Send him on through. Send him on through. Come on in. Let me just open up the gate after I shut it. Austin, baby. Yeah. You know, he's about to swing through those gates. <laughs> him and Susan dancing. I think she'd be up for a cameo in, um... Oh, Austin Powers 4, surely. Because you know she has a cameo in Zoolander 2. Did you know this? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I, I remember, Zoolander 2, I saw that opening night. Of course. At Hoyt's Mama Central. I, um, I haven't seen it, but I watched the clip of Susan in it. And, I mean, it's a very quick cameo. Oh, and yeah. the comments on the YouTube are like, bit weird she did this, but whatever makes Susan happy. Which is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the diehard fans. about, um... The, one of the other really good running gags, um, the names <laughs> of the women, a lot of vagina. Oh. <laughs> Ivana. Ivana Humpala. I mean, the funny thing to me about it is that, like, I mean, obviously that's, like, from James Bond yeah. where it's, like, those names. But the the funniest thing is that how Austin has, like, a legit reaction to it. He's like, your name's what? 
like because, of- because in James Bond, it's like they just kind of called that and everyone accepts yeah. it. Like, yeah. what's her name? Pussy Galore is not James Bond. <laughs> but he's like, your name is what? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Ivana, Ivana, Ivana Humbala. Humbala. Well, I want a gold plated toilet, love, but that's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? Oh, we need another movie. We need another movie. We Please, need Mike Myers. Please, fund it now. Mike, what, what's Mike Myers doing now? Why? What's well, he, he doing? did a Netflix show um, oh, that I didn't watch. Um, he was in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, he was like in Amsterdam. Was he in Glorious Bastards? I feel like he had yes. sort of a cameo in that. Yes, that was actually. Um, on the top of his letterbox, I think. <laughs> of course, being back to that. I just briefly <laughs> want to mention, um, I know we're like coming to the end, but the director, Jay Roach, has such an interesting filmography. Yeah. Well, it's he like it. Austin Powers, one, two, three, and then it's like political movies. He yeah. did like Game Change, which was a Sarah Palin movie with yes. Julianne Moore. Yeah. And then like- Bombshell. Bombshell, which was- Terrible. Um, I haven't seen, but I will be watching Bombshell. <laughs> After this, of course, I want After more. This, oh, maybe we'll do a Bombshell episode. <laughs> Not getting it. Um, yeah, it's kind of similar in that, you know, people are wearing wigs. People are wearing wigs. <laughs> Prosthetics. All that sexual assault, kind of. <laughs> yes. Um, oh yeah, I'll have to dig into his filmography. I yes. guess I'm a, I'm a roach now. I'm one of his fans. A roach in a- <laughs> You are a roach. I'm one of the roaches. Where is your income, roach? <laughs> what? A reference that you will not care. Is that housewives? Housewives. Yeah. Yeah, it did go- just goes over my head all that. I love Candace. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, thank you for listening to our big Austin Powers thank Bonanza, you for our Shagadelic episode. Most Shagadelic episode yet. Shagadelic episode yet. Um, Firstly, we just want to say a quick thank you to, you would have heard our wonderful theme song at the start of the episode. Yes, our new theme song. Our new theme song. By um, who? By uh, a local artist, Jackie Lumsden. Yes, um, we love her dearly. a pop artist. She's awesome. She does some really cool music. She's also my housemate. I yes. love her so much. She is incredible. I've seen her live. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Great singer. Go She's a stream star. some Jackie Lumsden pay her rent <laughs> um, pay her bills please literally um, and yeah just thank you again for listening we love um, all your comments and messages <laughs> as usual um, let us know if you have any suggestions on uh, yes. if you want to see us chat about anything follow us on Instagram whatever Absolutely. all of that right well, well I'll see you next week see you next week bye, bye.